Hello, Mark. How hey, are Justin. you? Another reactor. Yes, uh, doing pretty good this week. Yourself? Can I, can I rant? Do it. Please, I want to tell you that I started last month on the 23rd, this Nugget Bootcamp thing. Yeah. And it is now the 13th of the next month, so 20 days. And I'm on page two and a, two and a half. <laughs> page two and a half. Oh, but you need to there's, 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 there's nine pages, seven lessons. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm on page, sorry, three, the third, I'm, I'm halfway through the third page. Okay. So you've got some material to make. Uh, it's just taken so long, man. It's just like, it took two days to, to, to put the hack in to make the academy work so that I could do this. Mm-hmm. And then it's taken 18 days to do this. And it's just so slow. And like, I'm going to say half that time has just been thinking about how am I going to phrase this? You know, how am I going to say this thing? Okay. So it's, it's not like it's the quantity of it. It's just that you're, you're spending a lot of time going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be a bit like building software where you take a long time up front and then it all comes out quickly because the bulk of it I already have in Nugget. I'm just going to be copy pasting. But it's like mm-hmm. the, top of, the top and tailing is the difficult part. It's like, how do I set this up? You know? So right. that's what's taking time. Anyway, I'm just annoyed because it was meant to be just a, you know, like a week sidebar. Right. Right. <laughs> it's going to end up being way over a month. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah, well, hope, uh, hope you uh, get over that uh, course designer's block. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me place. what a great week you've had and tell me how okay. fantastic everything's going for you so that I can be supremely jealous. Well, to make you feel upset. good, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start <laughs> on a, a bad note. Yes! <laughs> I, I didn't run at all, and that's because oh. uh, after I felt that little pull around my Achilles right before we talked last time, mm-hmm. um, the next day I was still kind of hobbling a bit. And I just thought, like, you know, if I push now, like, especially given that you know, I weigh quite a bit and all that, like could easily be a muscle tear. So, yeah, uh, I just, you know, like hobbled a bit less the second day and then starting day four, I, I started doing stretchers and foam rollers and like all that stuff and, or stretching and foam, foam rollers and all that stuff. And I'm yeah. um, going to go jogging tomorrow probably, but I just, you know, like, like I, I, I probably could have gone yesterday or today, but I just didn't want to, push it too much because just taking a week off of cardio you lose very little you lose like five percent that's not bad news that's good news you've proven how how smart you are how caring of your body you are and you've you've made the right choice of action well, that's that's that. sick sickeningly good i i say <laughs> this because or i do this because during a, a mid-autumn f- festival a couple of years ago one yeah. of my friends into the mountains in in uh central taiwan and it was like really steep and we got stuck and I, I like pushed an SUV to like to get it moving up, mm. uh, up a hill. Okay. And it was really hard to get going. So I just kind of did this like, just like really explosive movement. Yeah. And felt like a serious pop, which was in my calf. Ooh. And it was, uh, that was like between a degree one, degree two, uh, calf sprain. And I was able to walk, but it was, uh, like, you know, my ankle was flopping and it was, it, that took like, uh, almost a month before I was at a hundred percent after. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, those kind of injuries, they can really get you like, I mean, 
you know, you know my story about the walking desk. I was out oh, for right. a few. <laughs> that was so weird, though, because that's the opposite. Like, instead of doing some crazy, intense, explosive activity, you just made your desk too slow or something. <laughs> so, but I just like, I knocked myself out for months, months, just because I, I just walked a, a whole day on a really slow walking desk. So I know what it's like. I know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. So that's the uh, the downer part, but... The good side, my uh, uh, my new project, the starter kit, Phoenix Igniter, yes, is uh, is now uh, really alpha launched, and by really I mean people can sign up for it directly instead of me just emailing existing uh, people on the Alchemist camp. Okay, great. List for it. What are we looking at? What, what what's the numbers of that thing now? We are looking at about five hundred dollars so far. <gasps> And, what? Uh, so how many sales have you made? I've made either six or seven. I'm not sure. Wow. I say that because it's I've seen six, but I've been kidding. Like I've been getting one pretty reliably every day. So let's just talk about the iteration speed because yeah, how how long did it take you to iterate? So to from from beginning to where you are now with Alchemist Camp to get your to get you know your first thousand bucks. Ooh. Um, well, it was five months before I charged for anything, but once I did, I already had some audience and there was some pent up demand. So I, I think it was two weeks within two weeks of making it you, possible. You've made a thousand, but you got, but yeah. you spent five months building up to it. So this yeah. time round, from the moment you sort of started build, from the moment you showed me that landing page to getting 500 bucks, how long would you say that is? Still about two weeks. And and it's kind of similar because I this time I didn't uh, I didn't send it to my whole Alchemist Camp email list or something like that. Um, in fact, I like my existing customers got it for free, but I had an email list of about a hundred people, which is about double what I had for Alchemist Camp. And I just said, hey, this is an alpha. It's seriously discounted. Uh, if you want to get it, here's a link. You'll still you'll keep this price. Uh, in the case of Alcos Camp, or in the case of this, like you own the product now. Sounds uh, to me like it's it's five months, two weeks versus two weeks. You could look at it that way, yeah. Although, on the other hand, I have a lot of credibility because of the previous two years, so it's mm-hmm. okay. it's hard to say. Fair but, enough. But it's pretty cool. Um, it's nicely done. Yeah. Yes, got some got some sales. I've added uh, documentation to it, which I think I, I had just started when we talked last week. But I've added more. Um, I have, uh, you know, posted a like a pinned tweet on my Alchemist Camp Twitter about it. It's gotten four retweets already, and Alchemist Camp sales are also up. It's uh, nice. I'm, I'm up to thirteen eighty MRR now. That's fantastic. So basically, um, more money from all sources. I'm happy for you, man. You've been working hard, and you've been you've been dealing with some legal issues and. We're doing it all in this uh, coronavirus climate. That's awesome. Yes. Immigration issues, to clarify. I didn't yeah, do anything immigration. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're trying to get away from the popo. <laughs> nope, I'm trying to stay. I just don't want <laughs> to leave right now. Um, yeah, so uh, all that. And then I also started a contract gig that I mentioned last time. So mm-hmm. it's been a pretty cool. busy week. Yeah. Good contract gig? 
It is because it's 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 pretty cool because I'm I'm working with someone who's been uh, using Elixir longer than me. Like he oh wow he's been using it for like five years, and then he he was an Erlang developer for five years before that, Whoa. which is the same VM. So he he like he knows the uh, you know all the Erlang libraries that I could be dragging in, but usually I'm not if there's an Elixir one. So um, that's cool. Um, it's I mean so far it's the Elixir stuff has been, you know, totally familiar to me. So, so no issues, but uh, I definitely feel like I, I need to level up my bash scripting game a bit. Okay. Learn a bit more about Kubernetes, but other than that, it's, uh, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's great. Great to hear. Yay. So uh, yes. Any, uh, any updates on the diet? Um, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Um, let me just have a quick look at. I just want to see what my uh, my percentages were. Okay, your in range percentage. Yeah. So I, I always try. My goal is to just sort of keep it in a seventy percent. So let's see what I've got for the last two weeks. Eighty four percent in range. Well, that's the second best I think that you've ever reported. Mm, yeah. So that's so, good. Not too bad. Um, I did forget to take my my medicine for the last two days, so it's probably going to crash and burn for a little bit. But. Um, yeah, apart from that, things going well. I'm just sticking with the, the same chopped salad strategy. Um, oh, one thing that I added, I don't know if I mentioned to you, but there's, there's um, a staircase outside our house. So we live in the mountains, and from the mm -hmm. road, you go down a long staircase. It's about 22 steps. And so I, I basically sprint up that 10, at the moment I'm sprinting up it 10 times a day. So I'm doing like two sets of five. So sort of high intensity type of stuff. And oh, I think that so might be helping just... Uh, Keep I it bet in. it is. Just yeah. as long as you do your Achilles stretches. I haven't been doing that. Maybe oh, I maybe, should do that. Maybe what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. I've always been terrible at stretching, and I'm I'm definitely not very uh, flexible in that way. Yeah, it's I always tend to put it off too, but uh, um, I, I I also intend to get better on that. So I, I have a quick question for you. It's a little yeah, bit off and roll beaten path, but. Do you, so what other podcasts do you listen to besides you mentioned no agenda several times? Is there anything else you listen to? Just no agenda. And even, even them, I'm starting to get a, a bit like irritated by, I mean, cause they're so down on, they're so down on, on the media about coronavirus and that Adam Curry is really on a kick about masks, about um, how, you know, how masks are like a, a symbol to muzzle the people, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. That's a, that's a little and, bit extreme. And he's like, he's sort of, he's like playing clips about how cults use masks to like get rid of your, uh, you know, to, to sort of get rid of your ego and help you become compliant. And it's just like, it's, it's just a little like, weird. Slight, yeah. It's just slightly irritating because, you know, we don't really have a choice about wearing masks many of the time. And like, I want, I, I want to do it to, you know, keep my family happy. <laughs> Well, so also it's just the, uh, making me feel bad. Well, even, even on his point, which is totally off the, the beaten path for what everyone else is worried about, but even on that point, I think the really authoritarian governments usually don't want you wearing masks. They want you, they want your face visible and they want you recorded at all times. Which is a very, very good point. Like, That's like in fact, point. it was, you know, it was like, that was a big thing in Hong Kong. It was like people were not allowed to wear masks when 
the outbreak was like first really happening. That's interesting. Yeah, that is yeah. very, very, very interesting point. But I mean, so yeah, I generally do like them. But you know how like even when you have a really good friend, like mm-hmm. sometimes they might just get on a kick and you just like, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, just going to yeah. not hang out with you until you get over that kick. And then I'll, I'll you know, I'll see you in a, another couple of weeks kind of thing or another month. I get, yeah, I get annoyed at all kinds of podcasts and things online for different things. <laughs> but one that I, I have not really been annoyed at that I really have enjoyed recently is called uh, Does Not Compute. Mm, and okay. I, I met, uh, it's, it's two devs, although uh, one of them leaves and then another one comes and replaces them, but it's always two devs. Mm-hmm. And they have gone on Twitch the last two episodes. Oh, Which okay. is really interesting because, like, I've been listening for for so long, and and sometimes sending some tweets back and forth forth with them or DMing, but uh, yeah, like they just I, I guess they don't edit at all. They just go live on Twitch, and it sounded just like their normal ones. And it was yeah, uh, it's pretty cool because like I saw I saw um, the dog like jump up on the podcaster. It was it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at Twitch recently. I'm um, not for not for podcast reasons, but just just looking at it. I was thinking about because my kid plays a lot of Roblox, and I was wondering if there was any Roblox uh, people playing on Twitch. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I've, I've become super like. I mean, I'm becoming a gamer in this whole coronavirus thing. Like, that's it. My my kids just listen here. He's just waving it. I think uh, I think having a kid is what's making you a gamer. I mean, it is, especially a Roblox gamer. There's there's a couple of games that we play which are just so much fun. Um, one of them is Naval Warfare. I recommend this to, like, he's five, and I'm, you know, 50-something, and we absolutely love that game. We play that game together. It's, it's so cool. Have you heard of Naval Warfare and Roblox? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, well, so, you showed me Roblox last time. Let, let me, like, can I t- tell you how Naval yeah. Warfare is set up? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like, okay, imagine, like, a battleship's, battleship's board right? Except there's no pegs. So there's, a, there's like a big kind of board that's essentially the sea, but uh-huh. it's a kind of 3D board. And then in, at each end of the board, there's a harbor. Um, so there's a J- J- Japanese harbor and an American harbor. And you can choose, you can picture, you know, Team Japan or Team USA. And each match lasts about 10 minutes. And what happens is there's 60 people playing at any one time. So when you jump in, it's up to 60 people. So 30 oh, people wow. per team, right? And it's not, it, it, it is strategy, but it's also live. So it's 100% live action and mm-hmm. 100% strategy. So I guess that's 50-50, 50% of each. But anyway, it's ridiculously fun because you can choose to be in an aircraft carrier, a submarine, various different types of planes uh, or a battleship and, you know, different, different ships and things. So, but it, let's say, for example, you, sp- you get the aircraft carrier. Well, the aircraft carrier itself people can teleport to that from the base when they die and then they can spawn a plane. And then with okay. the plane, they can go and bomb the harbor. But also the aircraft carrier has six guns. It's got, a, it's got like a guided missile gun, a couple of other turret guns, and then you can drive it. And so one person gets the aircraft carrier, six people man it, a bunch of people teleport to it and fly planes from it, and they fly planes and attack the islands or the the harbors the islands start off as neutral and you basically ha- you've got a b and c like you, obviously a is close to one end and c is close to the other and b is the okay. middle and so you go and you you've got to jump on uh, you fly a plane to an island and you jump off the plane and then you stand by the flag for like 30 seconds 
and then you claim oh, yeah, the yeah, island yeah. as yours and then that means you can teleport to that island and fly planes to yeah the, to the other island. and it's played just, a lot of games with capture the flag kind of dynamics that one's pretty fun i mean it's the graphics are just like terrible i mean there's there's not there's no it's like completely blocky it's like probably one of the lowest graphic quality roblox games there is but the and the controls are really difficult like you you know to use a mouse a mouse pad you've got to like at least practice for like half an hour to just be able to fly a plane Wait, so that, that game's within roblox it's within roblox it's uh, naval, naval warfare okay. within roblox yeah okay um but man once you get into it it's so fun there's so many strategies so many ways of winning the game like for example um you know, maybe me and myself and Jack will get two, we'll spawn two aircraft carriers and we'll both go up the board from on different sides. And then we'll park the aircraft carriers on the very corners of the board. And then we'll go and spawn planes from the aircraft carriers and go and bomb the base. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Real time strategy is probably my favorite game genre. Yeah. It's so, like nice. I, it's so much fun. Yeah. I enjoy that stuff um, too. And there's another game called Skyblocks uh, on Roblox, which is just sort of like a, like a minecraft thing you start off with a little island that's sort of in the middle of the sky and you grow wheat and you sort of okay. build you build your farm and then you can grow carrots and then you can build your house and you build your island up is what jack just oh, said. we got some corrections yeah you know, this this room this reminds me of something that was on hacker news this past week which was someone asked like hey is anyone not running in the cloud like, is anyone just not using AWS or, or uh, Azure, or like any GCP, any of those? And the answers, like the affirmative answers were almost all people running games. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they were like, yeah, like we have so much traffic. Our e like not only would the hardware costs kill us, but like just the egress costs yeah. of sending the data out to the users would bury us because it's a yeah. freemium game or, you know, something like that. Yeah, that I, makes sense. I yeah, I, I still really believe like like game programmers are are uh, a special beast. Oh, like they're, I've awesome. they're awesome. I've never met any that like weren't awesome at whatever they were doing. And since I wasn't working on games, like I was meeting them at you know more traditional companies. Yeah, so cool. I mean, but Roblox is so. I think by by just by kids, Roblox is completely a favorite. But I think mm -hmm. by adults, Roblox is very underrated and unnoticed. It's something that's worth looking. It's, it's, it's got a lot of anthropological research opportunities, I think. For example, I mean, there's, what's great about Roblox is people, kids can create games and, and they create games about anything and everything. Like, I've never seen such a wide variety of different social experiments in games. That is cool. So that's like a map editor, but way better. It's, and, and so, for example, I'll give you an example. There's a game called Ooga Booga, okay? okay. <laughs> no, wait, is it, Jack, is it Booga Booga or Ooga Booga? It's Booga Booga. So you go in this game, and, and you, the whole context of the game is you're Neanderthal, and you have a club, and you have to, like, slowly build, build your stack of fish or whatever. But when you first get into the game, it, like you can kill each other, right? So you, you just sort of walk up to someone else and club them. Club and just, them. <laughs> and but, so it's, it's completely, it's really interesting because it has this absolute Lord of the Flies dynamic where, there, where, people, where kids come on and they, start, they just start killing each other and then gradually they sort of learn, wait a minute, 
you know, if I become part of a team, because you can become part of a tribe, and then I join the tribe, and then I help working with the tribe. So it's, it was, it's been super interesting to watch a five-year-old play this game and just get super frustrated and be killed and, like, and kill people and then gradually move to the, to the viewpoint of like working in a team context and then finding people that he didn't want to kill and then finding people, oh, wait, they gave me stuff. They were nice to me. And so it's been this, it's just this oh, super cool. interesting. And that's just yeah. one, one, one anthropological experience. Well, I mean, my, some of my first uh, online gaming experiences as a teenager were pretty bad because it's like like diablo like i don't know if you know about that game but it's it's that's quite quite like demonic right <laughs> yeah yeah you, you the uh, is the name. you're you're uh you're basically defending a, a you're going into a dungeon and killing a whole bunch of monsters and demons mm-hmm. and um you go up to the town and buy armor and buy weapons and anyway like like my first experience like single player was a great game and so was a sequel but my first experience like playing online on Blizzard's uh, platform called Battle.net was I just spawned and then some like amazing badass was like a glowing armor and whatever like came up <laughs> and just like pasted like ah, and just killed me. Yeah. That was like my first experience. <laughs> just, just, it, it's like you just step out of the door in the morning and a bulldozer rolls you over. It's like, that was my first experience with Roblox. He, Jack invited me into a game called P- a Pizza Tycoon game. But, you, but they all have swords. So the idea is to build up your pizza factory. Pizza you, 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 you build up a pizza factory, but you also have swords. So you can go around and kill people and stop them from building up their pizza factory. So we spawned into the game. And the first thing that happens is this guy walks up and he's like, Slash! <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, it's hilarious that's uh that's one of the uh the four core player types have you heard of Bartle player types no i haven't tell me okay so this is a cool thing because it applies not just to games but to product design in general mm-hmm. but they're they're like uh four core types of gamers there's the achiever who like wants to uh, you know, have the the best character possible or complete every single quest, that kind of thing. And then there's a socializer who just wants to go to the game and socialize with everyone else. And then there's an explorer who wants to be the person who, you know, finds a magic portal to the secret level and, and do those interesting things with the game, discover things about it no one else knows, find the glitches in, in racing games that let you teleport or whatever. Then there's the killer, where their goal is not to become a badass themselves, but just to kill other players, preferably those who've invested a lot of time building up their characters. <laughs> and it's it's actually really important for game design, like how do you how do you set it up? Because like uh, the achievers hate the killers because they're like the exact opposite. The achiever like wants to build up this thing, and the killer just wants to ruin it. Um, if you have a lot of a game that's friendly to social socializers, they'll just flood the whole thing because socializers bring in more socializers. They just want to like hang out and socialize all the time. Hmm. So sometimes you want to increase the number of killers a bit to like thin them out. And then uh, <laughs> like the killers hate the uh, explorers because the explorers don't care if they get killed that much. And sometimes they'll have some, you know, rare and powerful item that'll just, you know, wreck them. So uh, it's 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 really interesting, but it's it's been around for ten or fifteen years. Like game designers all talk about it when they're they're balancing out a game and trying to make sure that it's not just one tiny segment of people that can enjoy it, but 
you know, they can get like the maximum number of everyone enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Games are, games are fun. Um, For sure. I was thinking, you reminded me about something. I was thinking about a blog post that I might want to write. Are you a, are you a passionist or a pragmatist? I'm sort of, as I, as I like talk and meet with founders, I get a sense that some of them are passionate, passionists and they follow the madness and some of them are pragma, pragmatists and they sort of follow the money. Mm. And um, I wonder, are you, would you class yourself as a passionist or a pragmatist? So I think I've heard this terminology before. It's like oh. a missionary versus a mercenary. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. thought I was making something up, but yeah, probably. Um, so I, I definitely lean more towards the missionary side. Um, I, I am getting a little better. I'm getting more pragna- pragmatic, but I still don't think I'm like totally on the mercenary side or even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... I mean, to me, it's, well, part of it is I, I think a lot about competition. And I think if there's something where it's just like obviously a good deal, like everyone will do it and then it'll get super crowded and competitive. It was like, uh, you know, if if you were watching a, an 80s martial arts movie with some guy with a six pack who's like really good at Taekwondo or something like, oh, I got to do that. By the time you do it, that thing's already over, you know, and like the people are, it matters to you a lot because the same thing. Your, your market's small. So competition is kind of important for you. Yeah. Although I think about it with like uh, larger, more ambitious things too. Like, um, like if, if you were to start making uh, like a remote work video chat app right now, I suspect you would have a rough going of it. If you started six months ago, then maybe this would be wonderful for you right now. Well, there's, there's, there's length, there's time to market, there's market size. All of these things are important factors. So, you know, me making a task flow system, time to market is short, market is huge. Um, I, yeah. only need a, I only need a couple of thousand people. Making a video chat system, time to market is long, market is also huge. Um, but people do get super entrenched and it's, it's kind of like difficult to, to, to switch them, I think. Yeah. So, so, so maybe the difference is like your, your market, your target market doesn't, it's big and it doesn't really have network effects. Yeah. The video chat, like, like any chat, like two people are communicating anytime they use it. So there are all kinds of network effects built yeah, in. That's true. Yeah. So like you'll, ne- you'll always have this consolidation of chat tools it, it, maybe it's like hyper regional. So, you know, you'll have different ones here than you would there. But um, yeah, I, I think. With there's specialist chat tools. I was even thinking that what. There's specialist ones, yeah. What, what we should, someone should make this. Here's an idea for you right now. Not for you, but for someone listening, for, the, for one of our three listeners. Um, friendsmeetfriends.com. Like this is something that we need now in coronavirus, but also we just generally need a place where it's super easy to, to just set you, you like a paste bin, you create a page, like just a random thing. And then you send three, three friends who can then just schedule, schedule it together. Cause that's the, that's the pain is like the back and forths of the emails. And I know that there's Calendly or whatever, but it's all too complicated and you've got to sign up and blah, blah, blah. And so you can just send this one page to like three friends then you can schedule the time that you meet and then boom, you're in, you're in a video chat together mm. at that time, having a little cocktail party or beer. 
virtual most, beer. Most of my friends use group chats for that, like just to like a group line chat. It's or true. Like if they're yeah. back in the US, a group Facebook chat. And then they Zoom, right? Uh, well. Oh, something like that. I, for the actual meet up, We just meet up. Oh, well, I'm talking about virtual, right? The whole thing. Uh, okay. Um, I guess if the whole thing is virtual, then then they probably agree to, but then five minutes beforehand, they're like, oh, well, just give me 25 more minutes. And then it like drags <laughs> into this horrible thing for an hour. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think like there's, there's an example of a niche video system that would be kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that could be. If you could, what would you, I mean, I don't know what you'd build it on. You'd probably just have simple, you'd, you'd build it on Twilio or something. I don't know. I don't know who does. Well, um, I, so you were talking to the guy for this. Okay. My, my uh, ambitious and, and uh, not so successful startup was video chat. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, it, was vi- it was video chat for language learners and okay. I used Twilio. And when I had users and I was like pretty hooked into Twilio, they increased their prices by more than a hundred X and You're made kidding. everything unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, or I'm not, I'm not kidding. They, they actually, actually it was two things. They increased their price per API request by hundred X and they added a per minute charge to all of the free chats that I was offering other people. Uh, it was a low per minute charge, but it, it just completely business model breaking. Have you, so have I, you blogged about that? No, no, I haven't. That would be but such I, a good blog post because it's just, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the, what the learning is. Maybe the learning is abstraction, like build abstraction into your system. Um, well, what the learning is be really careful about trusting, you know, your whole thing to uh, a beta product that's owned by a big company. Yeah. Um, the, the uh, solution for me was just build from lower primitives and you like build my own turn server. And in fact, there was a, there's an open source one made by Google called co-turn that's pretty good but there's a lot of um so the the hard thing with peer-to-peer video chat like we're doing webrtc video chat is signaling so it's it's like can my computer know what it's a uh, what its ip address is from the outside internet for most computers it's not a problem but for about 10 percent uh, well, for, for maybe 25%, it's a bit of a problem, and they need uh, what's called a stun server to tell them, hey, this is your external address, and then everything's okay. And there are free services that give you that, including one uh, run by Google. And I, I promise I'm not, not running a Google ad, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, the really tough ones, which is usually when you're behind like some corporate firewall where they're just doing like, like there's a there's a network address translator or stuff. You've got, you've got like weird stuff going on behind the corporate firewall mm-hmm. um, on one or both sides. Then what you have to do is you just have to relay the server all or relay all the media for the users. So it's like um, user one is sending their video to your server, your video or your server is relaying that video to user two and vice versa. And obviously that's more bandwidth and that's more expensive. Mm. And uh, Twilio's uh, video chat service, uh, I think it's just called Twilio Video. Do you like um, my new Roblox avatar? Yes, I love it. Sorry, it's good for a rant to be stopped for here, here and there. Um, but anyway, their, their, uh, their service handled 
handled turn and it handled stun and it handled the whole, like the idea of creating rooms and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I was building on Phoenix, which is great for like any, any web sockety kind of thing gives you user presence automatically that just built into the library. And I just worked on my own lower level signaling stuff and got something basically working, but, uh, I still didn't have a way to monetize all the free users. Well, that's really good to know that you know about that stuff in depth because I'm, there's a, I often come up again with, well, in conversations with people and especially things that we're thinking about for some of the, my main day jobs. Mm-hmm. At some point in the future where we might be thinking about um, some sort of video type stuff and it's great to know that I've got access to an expert. So that is very cool. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I have struggled with it and put in many, many hours. Yes, that's what I, that's what I like to hear. People who really understand the nuance. When you, yeah. cause that's a, would, you say, would you say you're, um, where, where would you say you're at with it? Are you, are you like an, an intermediate, like a, a, an advanced I, I, an expert? I don't know. I don't even know how to, uh, how to explain it. It's, that's like, like how, how do you explain your... Uh, like your skill or understanding of like web audio or something. It's um, okay. yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, like I know the I know the common roadblocks. I know I know like that you do need stun servers and turn servers, and I know uh, a, a set a number of open source things you can use to build them. And I and I definitely have no problems on the uh, the higher level stuff. Just you know the the web server and my favorite stack is pretty much ideal at it. Yeah. So do you have anything to screen share today? Yeah, a little bit. All right. So let's do, let's do goals. My kid is like, really wants to do uh, play slime ranches. Yeah. The wild honey king. He wants to be the wild honey king. So, um, of slime ranches. So that's why we need to wrap up this show pretty Alrighty. quick. Alrighty. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so goals for my goal is going to be uh, try and stick 70% blood sugar. And I tried to get this thing ready for review by today and I failed. So let's, let's do next week, next All Wednesday, right. fully finished and ready for, for proper review. Uh, my goal was, let's see. Uh, it was to do some more work on Alchemist Camp, which I didn't. Instead, mm. I kept doing more on, on uh, Phoenix Igniter because I was excited about it. You, rightly so. You did, yeah. did brilliantly with it. Uh, so this, this week, I'm really going to get some more done on Alchemist Camp because I'm just about done with the whole series related to this podcast and the, the live view intro. Yay! And then I'll, I'll flip over to the paid series, which should be should be good for paid signups. Um, when will we have a, 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 a like a, a website? Oh, that's I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> I just got like I, I you know, it's something that's not I, I part could have of the done series? so I could have done that so fast. Uh, yeah. it, it has to be. I could have, yeah. but but it they just keep releasing more updates. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to upgrade this library. It's still pre 1.0, and even yeah. after I do, it's still pre 1.0. So I'm more worried about just getting more screencasts made. Um, so goal is publish two screencasts. Good goal. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll watch one video on Twitch about Roblox. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'll, no, I'll send you a link to naval naval warfare and just play it, man. It's so cool. It's so cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> sounds like quite the task. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, goodbye. See ya.